140,525,000 is the ideal number of pigs and blankets on your Christmas plate. That's not really, is it? Neither is it the number of Brussels sprouts each year that don't get eaten. But it could be the number of pine needles you pick out of the carpet if you've got a real tree come January the 5th. 140,525,000 is the number of babies estimated by the United Nations to be born every year around the world. That means, right now, because I've got it on my phone, 135,181 and 74, 75, 76, 76, babies have been born this year. Isn't that astonishing? That means four babies are born every second. Four babies every second popping out. Now, I'll be clear, I am a father. I know that babies don't pop out, but we'll just, we'll move on. Out of every baby born in every country in every year, our attention is still grabbed by one. Just one. One baby born 2,000 years ago in a place just over 2,000 miles from where we are, in a place where this year there'll be few Christmas festivities uh, with the ongoing conflict between Israel and Gaza. But if you just pause for a moment, that really is quite remarkable, isn't it? We are here this evening just because of one baby that was born. And to see something of why that is uh, this evening, I just want to take a couple of moments and I want to go back to that very first reading that we heard read, Isaiah chapter 9. If you're particularly keen and have sharp eyesight in the dim light, you can find it in those Bibles in the, in the pews in front of you. If you want to, it's on page 694. Uh, you can just check that I'm not making this stuff up. Um, or you can look at it when you get home. It's that well-known carol service reading. It's familiar, isn't it? It's the one that begins. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Those are words that are just stuffed full. They're stuffed fuller than you will be on Christmas Day after your dinner with God's promises. Promises of light in the darkness. Promises of joy and rejoicing. Because freedom has been won. Because the battle is over. Why? Why is the battle over? Why is freedom won? What brings joy? What brings light? Isaiah says, for to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. A baby is born. A child is given a gift from God. But he's not just a baby. He's not just any baby. Isaiah goes on. He says, the government will be on his shoulders. Here is somebody who comes with far broader shoulders than I've got. And I suspect far broader shoulders than any of us here at this evening of God's. I struggle at times just to carry the burdens of my own life and the responsibilities I have. Isaiah is speaking of someone who was born to carry the responsibilities of leading and ruling his people perfectly. No U-turns, no votes of no confidence, no changing manifestos, no pandering around, no parading around, no dishonesty, no disappointments. Here is somebody who is able to take my burdens and your burdens from us and do something about them, the one promised who then spoke himself and said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, heavy laden, burdened, I will give you rest. 
And what's pretty astonishing about these words from Isaiah 9 is they were, they were spoken 700 years, a bit more than 700 years before Jesus was born. That's the equivalent of a baby being born today and us discovering a document that dates back to 1300, the 1300s. And if you want a reference point, that's the time of the Black Death. It's astonishing. And yet this is just one of at least 300 different prophecies written in the Bible about Jesus. We suddenly realize that this one baby born, just he didn't turn up randomly. We are told where he would be born, Bethlehem, just as we've heard happened. That he would be born of a virgin. We are told that one day he would ride into Jerusalem on a donkey and he'd be given a royal welcome. And then we're told that one day he would be put to death as a criminal, having his hands and his feet pierced. This was promised years before, hundreds of years before crucifixion started to be used. Jesus, this baby born, is born to be God's man at the top. He's someone none of us can ignore. These kind of details are there to grab your attention. They grab my attention. The one born to have the whole government of the world on his shoulders is the very one who carried a wooden cross on his shoulders as he walked towards the place of his death. Jesus walked that path because it's the path all of us, when we're left to ourselves, walk. Because we, we're, we're walking away from the very one who made us. We're walking away from the very way of life we were made for. And Jesus, God's man at the top, isn't like so many people who rise to the top and keep their distance. Now, in Jesus being born, is God coming to find us? Let's listen again to how Isaiah puts it. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. Jesus joins us on the very path that we're walking. And you see that he goes to the, the deepest, darkest depths. He goes to death itself. The baby born goes there on our behalf because he's on a rescue mission to pay the price for our sins, for forgiveness to be ours, so that he can bring us back home. The baby born, that one baby out of all the babies born, is God's to our rescue. And if I'm honest, that more than grabs my attention. That amazes my heart, and it turns my life around and transforms it. And I just want to share with you this evening the reality of life with Jesus. A reality that Isaiah himself speaks of in uh, chapter 9. Those four names, those four titles given uh, to the baby to be born. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. See, Jesus is, is a wonderful counselor. Jesus comes with wisdom for life. The wisdom we so desperately long for and look for. His wisdom is astounding. His wisdom is outstanding. This isn't just life hacks to make your life simpler. Jesus is not simply a therapist to tell us to feel better about ourselves. He's not an advisor to make our decisions for us. No, he's a wonderful counselor. He is the author of life himself who knows what's going on in my life, what's going on in my head and my heart, and he offers me life as it's best lived with him. He's wonderful counselor. He's mighty God. Jesus, 
we've had it already tonight in the Bible readings. He was born of Mary. He was just like you and me, fully human. And yet we're told he's born of the Holy Spirit, God himself. Here is the one who in his life calmed a storm with a word, healed lepers, opened blind eyes, made the deaf hear, the mute speak, and brought three people back from the dead. Giving us a glimpse of God's new world that one day will come when Jesus returns. Wonderful counselor. He's mighty God. He's everlasting father. Jesus tells us of the depth of God's love for us. And we glimpse it. We, we get little glimpses of it in the best relationships we might have with our own fathers. And if you're here this evening and actually your relationship is or was difficult and tricky and painful with your father, it's, it's what you long for. Love. Protection. Provision. That promise never to leave you. One who's always there for you, who offers you forgiveness, will never let you down. Because Jesus, is, he's the one who's gone to the darkest depths to find you, to rescue you, and to bring you home. Jesus, he's wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father. He's prince of peace. He's the only one who brings true and lasting peace. Don't we know how precious and how fragile peace is? What's going on in the Middle East and, and in Ukraine has been filling our headlines for far longer than we would like. Perhaps you can think of broken relationships in your own life that just bring a sadness to your heart. And Jesus offers a peace, not of an absence of those things, but a peace right in the middle of those things. A peace that comes from being reconciled with our maker, with God himself to know him as our heavenly father. A peace that one day will extend into every relationship, one day extend into every corner of the world. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now maybe as you've, you've heard those readings from the Bible, you've heard what I've said and you it just feels all a bit far-fetched. And I want to say to you that the claims of Jesus are life-changingly big. And if the temptation for you this evening after a glass of mulled wine is to, to go out of the doors and just sort of feel a bit more Christmassy, but just dismiss or put to the side those claims of Jesus, can I gently challenge you this evening? Something or someone has got you here tonight. There is still something about that one baby boy that is worth exploring more about. You see, I have a genuine conviction, and if you're regular here at St. Luke's, you'll know my phrase. I genuinely believe that there is nothing better than that anyone can do with their life than to follow Jesus. Which means I have a second best thing, I believe, that anyone can do in their life. And that is to explore the claims of Jesus for yourself. One of the best ways to do this is to, is to take a look for yourself at Jesus' life. And, and this evening I've got a handful uh, of these accounts of Jesus' life written by a guy called Mark. 
I've got a little stack of them. I will stand in the cold outside to find you when you leave and give you one, if that's what would help you. Just ask. I've got a little stash. I'd love to give those away. Or maybe, actually, um, we discover Jesus best when, when we do it in community with other people. Isn't it wonderful to gather this evening? It's brilliant. Mark, can I set you a challenge? Maybe for you, what you need to do is start coming along to St. Luke's. Just, just say for two months, for three months, and just see what happens. What's the worst that could happen? And if you're somebody who's, who's thinking, yeah, I want, I want to take this a bit further. I want to explore this. Um, in front of you in the pews, there'll be a, a little card. I think it's got the title, Keep in Touch. In case it's, you can't see it in the dark, I think that's what it looks like. Um, feel free to pop your name and some contact details on there. And on the back, you'll see there are just some different things going on in the life of St. Luke's that you can mark if you'd like to know more, if you'd like somebody to pray with you, if you would like to explore Christianity. Just tick those, hand them to me at the door, or, or give them to anyone you've seen up the front today. Uh, they'll pass them on. We'd love to be in touch with you. And the final thing I want to uh, offer you this evening to explore more is, is an online uh, opportunity. It's called 321. Uh, it's a, a simple series of nine videos. Uh, you can log in. Uh, you can you, you put in your email and make an account so that it knows which videos you've watched. Uh, each video just helps you discover something, uh, a little bit more of what life with Jesus is all about. I went through those videos a couple of weeks ago. They're brilliant. And I just want to share those with you. Or it might be this evening that something's happened for you. That the reality of Jesus has hit you. And actually, maybe you've been thinking about it for a while. Maybe it's a brand new thing to you. But you're realizing it's time to say yes to Jesus. And can I just encourage you that that is the greatest decision anyone can make in their life. Every second, four babies are born around the world. Did you know that every second, the number of Christians around the world increases by more than one? Every second. Now, some of those are the babies that are born into Christian families, but some of those are not. Some of those people might be people sitting in carol services this evening going, actually, I want to say yes to Jesus. Maybe you're going to be that one tonight. And if that is you, in a moment, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And if at the end you want to add your amen to that and say, yeah, that's my prayer, uh, please do O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to me, I pray. Cast out my sin and enter in. Be born in me today. Amen.